Ooh. Oh my god, what up? I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like, stop, don't look at me. <laughs> Dude, I'm seriously so excited to have you on the podcast today. Like, you, I can't even. Okay. okay. I'm excited to be here, Bob. I love how we didn't even like introduce anything. Okay, let, let, let There's me, no need. Let me introduce my guest today. Her name is Baraa. I like to consider her my lost sister. I lost you a long yes. time ago, Baraa, but I found you. It's good to be home. It's good to be home. Baraa, tell me about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Girl. You know how, how I think of you in my head? Tell me. Let me tell you how I think of you in my head. I think of you of this, like, like badass, artistic, like, you know, traveling the world kind of girl. Tell me more. That's how I think of you. <laughs> girl that's amazing um i feel like i'm that most of the time but then there's the time where i'm just like i don't know like the american version of me where i'm just like waiting to leave again and go do something else Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i feel like the american version of me is always just kind of like taking a nap and then like getting my shit together for the next (laughs) trip (laughs) dude i love naps oh my god God, God, tell me about it i absolutely love sleeping (laughs) Like, when I introduce myself and people are like, Mm -hmm. tell me one interesting thing about you. I'm like, I love to sleep. Oh, my God. You know what's so funny is growing up, like, we always used to joke. My mom's side, literally, if you ask them what they like to do, what their hobby is, they're like, sleep. And then if you tell them, no, you can't say sleep, they literally would just be like, well, I don't know what to tell you then. I got nothing for you. And then to think, right, and to think that now, like, I'm at a point in my, like, life where I'm like, wow, I truly am Mm -hmm. part of this family. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do have to tell everyone my favorite memory about you. Oh, tell me. <laughs> you know which one I'm going to say? No. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to say? Oh, Go ahead. Okay, tell me. Let me tell you guys the story. So once upon a time, <laughs> Bara'a and I and a mutual friend, we drove down to Chicago. Mm. So you know where this is going. So we drove, to, we drove down to Chicago for a friend's wedding. And one day we decided to go to the beach. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Stop, I'm going to tell the story. So we decided to go to the beach, and Bara is like, oh, I want to put my legs in the water. I'm like, okay, okay, Bara, you put your legs in the water. I look down, and this girl is wearing full stockings. Like, you know the thick winter stockings? She's wearing the thick winter stockings, and she's like, I don't care if I'm wearing stockings. I'm going to put my feet in the water. I'm like, what is this girl doing? She takes her shoes off. She takes her shoes off, okay? And she proceeds to step in the water with her stockings and she's wearing a skirt. I'm like, what's going on? I was so confused. I think I have a video of that. I'm actually going to post it. Go ahead. If it's one thing I'm going to do is walk into a body of water, no matter the season, where I am, what I'm wearing. I just love how you didn't even bother taking the stockings off. You were just like, this is, it is what it is. I'm just going to go. Right. And then I think by the time I thought about it, like it was just too late at that point. And I was like, I already committed. Like, whatever. And the water was like lukewarm. You know what I'm saying? So Right. Oh my God. Good times. Good times. So that is my favorite memory uh, of but That was a good time. That was a good trip, honestly. Yeah, it was, honestly. It was really good. Man. Remember when yeah. we stayed at Zeman's house? <laughs> oh, my how God. Is that? I love it. <laughs> Nema, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> oh my, that was so long yeah, ago. it was, man. 
Damn. Yeah, it was. Good times, yeah, though, honestly. Good times. It was good times. Man. So I'm excited to have you on the podcast today, honestly, because I'm so humbled and excited to learn from you and to figure out, you know, what makes you what makes you tick and like what you've overcome and stuff like that. So I know you prepared like, you know, <laughs> don't say like that. Cause now they're going to listen to me and be like, that was her preparing. Was her preparing. Oh God. <laughs> right. Man. No, I know. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for your stories today. So hit us with what you got. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So first and foremost, I would like to say, Thank you, Estela, for having me on the show. So this is actually the first time I'm, like, being a guest on somebody's Stop. show. Well, welcome. I'm like, wait, let me. what if that's not true? No, it is true. It and is. it's so exciting. Okay. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Um, so because I also do, like, a podcast. So I'm so used yes, to being out, in Estela's position. Oh, we went to school for this. Um, available on literally every platform that you can find awesome. audio on. Okay. So go ahead. Five stars. Write us <laughs> in a cute little message. Subscribe. And then do the same for Estela's podcast. <laughs> Um, Because it's all about the numbers, right? But yeah, so I'm so used to like being in your position and just kind of like prepping how to talk to people. So this is kind of like the first time I'm prepping where it's like, I have to come with with shit to say for somebody Mm -hmm. else's show and be like, oh my God, is this good enough? But um, so when Isadat first told me about this, about the like the concept of the show and like how it's overcoming fears, I had to kind of like think about it because I'm not really one that has any types of like fears like you know like I'm I'm not really afraid to like you know travel by myself or do something new or whatever I just feel like I've my entire life I've just had to be so super adaptable so all these things don't really phase me as much mm-hmm. but if it's one thing I don't like it's looking stupid oh, <laughs> or sounding stupid <laughs> and so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um so the fear that i want to be talking about today is basically the fear of sounding dumb mm, you know what i mean yeah. that's just at the base that's what it is yeah. um but very specifically the fear of sounding dumb in another language oh so yeah yeah oh, so we're getting very uh, that's how i feel i'm so girl this is going to just turn into a therapy yeah, session. Literally, There's literally cut to just us crying. <laughs> literally. I'm like, I don't understand. Girl. Um, but like, so, you know, immigrants, kids of immigrants, uh, this one goes out to you. So I wanted to kind of give you guys like an overall story time of my relationship with the language that I grew up speaking at home and then how that's changed from childhood to now, like how I saw myself with the language then and kind of like how it's changed throughout the years. So quick background. Um, so my family's from Morocco. Hey. Shout out Morocco, shout out Africa, you know. North Africa. Um, <laughs> right. So what we grew up speaking at home is Moroccan slash North African Arabic, which we call Derija. So um, you know how it is. It's like you speak school, you speak English at school all day and then you come home and it's like, well, now you got to speak our language because this is literally the mm-hmm. only practice you're ever going to get. So my mom has always only ever talked to us in Derija. Like, even if we respond to her in English, like, she won't respond back in English. And if you hear my mom speaking in English, if she ever talks to us in English, I'm always just like, hold on, what's going on? I'm like, is someone around? <laughs> it's like, happening. literally, I'm like, if she speaks English, just know mm-hmm. there, there's something happening behind mm-hmm. the scenes. And then my dad was just kind of like half-half, um, you know. Literally, at this one point, he was like, he was like, but uh he was like, why don't you guys talk to me uh, in Derija? And I'm like, sir, you literally talk to us in English. Mm-hmm. So why would I respond to anything but English? Dude, I miss your dad. Girl, well, he is also overseas. Oh, okay. um, 
still for work and stuff so you know i'm like i'm trying to leave the i gotta renew my passport actually so i'm like the second that's renewed i'm out well not really because it's not like it'd be safe to travel but i will be prepared to be out at the earliest the earliest notice as soon as i can as girl as soon as i can i'm i'm getting out um but yeah so that's kind of like that was kind of like our setup growing up you know what I mean mm-hmm. it was like you know and when we were younger it was my mom would do Arabic classes for us on the weekends so you know we would practice like reading and writing with her like me so and my sister cute. and then my brother once he you know wasn't a baby anymore and he grew up too um so yeah so that was kind of like the family setup you know it's like if you say something in English it would be like nope you gotta say it mm-hmm. not in English and then you're like okay so when I was younger I definitely felt like oh I have a command of the language you know and I grew up always around like a lot of like immigrants and other minorities and so I was so used to hearing other languages and having friends that were the same as me where it's like they spoke another language at home Mm -hmm. and you know it's like it's you and then your friends from other countries so you kind of become like the expert quote-unquote on your country and you're like Mm -hmm. well we say this Mm -hmm. and they're like well we say that you know what I mean so it's like you really start to feel like oh like I'm I'm fucking fluent you know there isn't anything that I can't say in this language (laughs) (laughs) little did I know (laughs) no I'm just kidding but (laughs) I swear but um yeah so i definitely thought you know my language skills 10 out of 10 uh never really had a reason to doubt it um and the first so we didn't grow up really going to morocco because you know it's far from america Mm -hmm. and it is expensive and then of course you gotta take like the whole family and Mm -hmm. it's a whole situation girl not the gifts oh no three suitcases for the family and then one for all you guys to share (laughs) oh my god a whole mess Ugh, i do not miss those early days of like fucking everyone pulling 10 suitcases together and it's oh my god and no one is happy and everyone is just like you got me this i wanted this and i'm just like well i have absolutely nothing Guess so what? you're gonna like it whether you like it or not exactly exactly but you know not to talk shit on the family overseas <laughs> on all our families overseas okay. but uh it's true if you know you know hopefully they don't listen hopefully, they don't listen. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> now they can listen i don't care <laughs> I just like start family feud with my family on your show. <laughs> like, but I'll leave this on you, <laughs> right? Um. So so yeah, we never really we grew up around. In, depending where we lived, there was always kind of like North Africans around. Like some places had like a lot more Moroccans and Algerians, and other places didn't really. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just kind of like depended where we were. The first time we went to Morocco, I was nine going on ten. I went once when I was a baby, but we all know those trips don't count for shit. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't remember it, you didn't go. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just how it is. So I remember that first summer, like, when we went, and it was like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, like, your kids actually, like, speak, like, Arabic, like, oh my gosh, you know. And it's like, that's one thing that's interesting that I've noticed about Moroccans, where I feel like if you are a kid... Of like Al-Kharij, like if you grew up outside of Morocco, they don't really expect you to know whatever like language that's spoken in your home, like whether it's like Darija or like one of the other languages in Morocco. Um, you know what I mean? Like they just don't expect you to. Yeah. So then sometimes when they hear, they're like, "Oh wow, it's kind of nice." Mm. You know, like good for you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of, like, what that first summer was. It was just, like, wow, like, the little Americans can speak and communicate with us. Like, oh, my gosh. And you know what I mean? So it was, like, right. And it was, like, this, like, nice, like, little ego boost in a way. Because I was just, like, yeah, I know. I can, I'm, I'm multilingual. I'm bilingual. I can, I can do other things in other languages. And so I was, like, yeah, no surprise. Like, of course, I'm good at this language. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, 
whatever. Okay, but then sometime around, I feel like I can't necessarily pinpoint a time, but I would say it's generally some sometime between like our first trip which was like an 03 and our second trip which was 07 so i was the first trip i was in elementary school and then the second trip i was already in in um in middle school and it was like i guess sometime around there it's like we go and it's i felt like my language skills had significantly changed Mm -hmm. but it's not even that i feel like i sounded different or whatever but i feel like the way they regarded me and my siblings was very much different so it wasn't it was like no longer the like oh my gosh wow look at them they can talk and that's so cute and you're so good you're so good to kind of like for example if somebody would say a joke or tell a story immediately after like my mom would turn to us and be like oh did you guys understand or like somebody else would be like did you guys get it and it was like yeah no shit we're laughing with you guys you thought we're just fucking going along for the ride they thought you were still like in elementary school or something girl apparently and so that like having that going from you know that to now being kind of like questioned or being like oh do you need some sort of assistance whatever your poor little uh, you know foreigner kid brain it was like a of course very insulting Mm -hmm. but b at the same time it was just like wait what it was like do i not know this language that i thought i knew then like are you not understanding me when i'm talking like what exactly so that like the doubt slowly starts to seep in but then also kind of like the like the stubbornness stubbornness in the sense of like i'm like no i i do know what i'm talking yeah. about no no hold on like i am like i'm not stupid like i get what you're saying yeah. and also i think like adding insult to injury was very much so when me and mariam mariam is my older sister so when me and her would be like can you guys stop asking us after every fucking joke if we understood what you guys are saying you know what i mean it was like we get it mm-hmm. and if we don't get something like we'll ask but yeah but then on top of that it's like if you you would not want to ask yourself because then that would kind of like further prove the point where it's like oh see i did have to explain mm-hmm. it anyways yeah, you yeah. know what i mean and it's like no 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 no. i just need clarification on, on this one thing. word I just need exactly on girl exactly and so it was just kind of like that thing plus also the age of you really wanting to to kind of be like, no, I'm this way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like really trying to prove who you are. Yeah. Oh my God. I just sound so angsty in all my stories, I realize. <laughs> but I'm just like a perpetual teenager, bro. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> I'm like, no one understands me. God. But <laughs> but yeah, that's that's literally how it felt. Where it was like, I'm not stupid. But if I if I need help, I'm going to ask. But now I don't even want to ask for help because that's going to make me look stupid. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, you get stuck in this thing where it's like, you know what? It kind of started to become this thing of like, all right, well, I'm going to go from talking to everybody in the family to I feel like I can just like let loose and, and be myself and ramble with a very select mm-hmm. few yeah. in the family, you know? And so that also kind of like changed the way that even like I wanted to interact or interacted with family or like old neighbors or even you know like my parents or my friend's parents over here you know that also speak Derija and stuff and so kind of like started to become this like kind of like self-isolating thing Mm -hmm. where it's like I'm just gonna safeguard my skills or lack thereof who knows because I just don't want to look stupid I swear that happens to me too like I'm like I'll be like at the at the supermarket or something I'll be like Mm -hmm. I will go in and not be myself and I'll be just like here is the money. I gotta go. Yes. Like minimum. Yes. Minimum contact. Minimum. Exactly. And so I'm like, exactly. What happened to me? Like I was never like this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're so scared to look like a fool or say something wrong. 
exactly like, I can't do this anymore exactly and it's like and it's so frustrating because so one way that Moroccans joke is like it's like back and forth like non-stop banter right and they do like a lot of like wordplay it's like you know someone will say something then you just take it and twist it like another way mm-hmm. and so it's just like a lot of like you know like you play off of what other people are saying and so like I like so many times like you know in English I'm funny <laughs> like <laughs> I can make the jokes you know I can connect the dots <laughs> and it's like and it's it, it's the thing is it I can do the same thing in Derija, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I can, like, my brain can work that fast too, where I can grab onto something and, like, flip it over and make a joke or whatever. And I remember this one time, burp break, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so this one time, I was, like, hanging out with one of my cousins, well, I was, like, this is, you know, like, one of, like, the fr- like the friend-friend cousins, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's, like, you feel like you can just be so- however in front of them. Yeah. And he was saying something, and I did that thing of, like, you know, I, I flipped it and, like, I made it into a joke. And and then he like just instinctively just automatically corrected me and he was like, No, you're supposed to say that word as this and I was like, I know, but I was making a joke. Oh, God. And then he just like stopped and like looked at me and it was like, Oh my god. Like he couldn't fathom the thought that I would be able to make that like level of it like a language yeah, joke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I remember just like looking at him and just being like, I thought you were one of the good ones, but <laughs> I was wrong. You're <laughs> just like everybody else. And it was just yeah, and so it's, like, that definitely stopped me from even joking with, like, my own parents, for example. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, the thing that I also noticed a lot would happen with, like, my parents, it's, like, if you use a, a new word or if you say something that they feel like, oh, they've never heard you say before, they're just, like, wow, so where'd you learn that? Who taught you that? Yeah. And it's just, like, and it's, but it's, like, in this, like, condescending kind of way mm-hmm. where you're, like, wow, we thought you guys were dumb, but shit, I... I guess not. Yeah. And it's just, it's that thing too where it's like, see, now I don't even want to talk or joke with you guys because you feel like you're constantly being scrutinized. And then it's like, you know, you think about it too in terms of language where, you know, our parents would be like, oh, why do you guys sound like this or talk like this or da da da? And it's like, bro, I literally learned this language from you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I like learned English from school. So it's my language skills are completely different in English than they are in, in Arabic because it's like one was like a formally learned language and another was just like yeah. at the house with a little formality here and there throughout the years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's different. And it's so crazy because it's so unfortunate mm-hmm. of like how it limits you to even like having a relationship with your parents because usually like mm-hmm. our parents, they speak Arabic. And so it's mm-hmm. like you, you can only go so far with the language that you're like, I feel exactly. like I'm missing out. Exactly. And it's like, there's so many conversations where I like, I would, one thing that I would be telling my cousins where I was like, listen, I was like, I know this is how we sound to you guys when we talk, when we talk to you in Arabic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, I know that I can't have certain conversations because I don't have the vocabulary to have those conversations yeah. because those weren't things I grew up, that was like a vocabulary I grew up around in the house because I'm not like, you know, like me at five years old talking to my mom about like, you know, like philosophy in, in Arabic or something, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's certain things that are like limiting, but one thing that I tried to tell them, I was like, listen, I was like, but me and like both of my siblings in English, like we're completely different people, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, the person that you like the way that you know us through like our arabic is completely different to who we are through our english mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's also kind of like frustrating yeah like you were saying it's like to think that it really does limit relationships and the certain kinds of relationships you can have with people in your life you know what i mean yeah. 
And so, I don't know, that's just something that I've always, like, thought about, too. But also just because, you know, like, we grew up around, like, a lot of immigrants and, like, a lot of our friends um, or maybe even our own parents where it's, like, they might know two to three languages, but their English is not so great. Mm. Or they're just now, like, learning English, you know what I mean? And, like, seeing how other people regard them because this is, like, quote, like, a majority English-speaking country, you know what I mean? Mm. But then you're like, well, actually, this person is really fucking smart, but you would never know because you can't speak any one of the other five languages that they know, and this is, like, their sixth, but you can only speak English, you know? So it's it's not like, yeah, it's something that I've always kind of like been aware of and like how, and you know, it's like that whole like science thing too, where they tell you like when they take different language speakers and they see how their brain functions or the kind of like vocabulary that exists in different languages because it's important to that culture, mm-hmm. to that region or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, of course you yourself too would be different in, a, in another language. But the thing that I always felt was like I was not reaching my full potential mm-hmm. In Derija, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's completely you know? makes sense. Because I also feel the same way. Like, even mm-hmm. when I talk to, like, my family members or, like, my parents or whatnot, like, I'll speak in <clears throat> I'll speak in English, and then I'll be like, oh, I'll switch to Arabic. And then I'm like, I can't figure out the words in Arabic. Let me switch back to English. And then it's like, it's, it's for me, it's honestly like an internal battle where I'm like, I don't know what language to s- stick with. And I don't know mm-hmm. how to express myself at this point. So I'm like, forget about it, you know? Right. And then you you have, like, brain farts in yeah. two languages, and then you just sit there quietly, <laughs> and you're like, did Isra malfunction? I like, did. what happened? <laughs> it's crazy. Girl, and that's, yeah. And it's, and it's, like, it's always been like that. And it's, like, the thing, though, it's, with the older that I would get, it's, like, you would feel it more and more, and you would hear it more and more. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, like, you know, when we'd be back in America, I, even talking to... Um, my friends' parents and stuff and grown-ups that I've known, it's like I literally would go in with, you know, like so hyper-aware of like what I want to say. And it's like, I know what I want to say. I know how to say it. But it's like that self-fulfilling prophecy of like you're going to fail because you're so like fixated on that. Yes. Not messing up that you end up messing exactly. up. And then you're like, oh, I was trying to not look stupid and now, now I just confirm stupid. to you that I am stupid. <laughs> I'm like, what do we do now? <laughs> And so it was always like that. And and it was like, I, what I couldn't understand, though, is how it was like, they would just point it out to you more and more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you make me not want to talk in this language. And it's like, you're not being helpful. You're just kind of being like, I don't know, like, you're just stating the obvious. And it's like, but it's what's the point? You did this for what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why are you telling me my language is not good? Or I shouldn't use that word if I already know that about myself you know and then they tell you well why don't you speak to us in in arabic or why don't you it's like because you guys are constantly critiquing us Mm -hmm. so there's no way for you to learn i remember sometimes i'd be like to my mom i'd be like okay like i want to practice just talking to you in like derija right and then like two words in she's already laughing her ass off at like something that i said wrong and then it's like no but wait come back (laughs) right and i'm like i'm gonna just stay in my corner and just keep talking english like it's fine you know and i remember one time when we were in morocco and so one thing my parents did well they did this twice to us um so in morocco it's like during the summer it's like a big thing that there's like summer camps right so like kids from one region they'll have them go camp in like another region so like you can kind of see you know like you know if you're from the mountains you go to the beach da 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 Mm -hmm. And so two of the summers that we went to Morocco, my parents were like, you know, what's a good idea? Let's make our kids go to summer camp in Morocco with real Moroccan kids. <laughs> and so we did that. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. I, I would have paid good girl. For that. 
honestly, it, it would have been worth the money a thousand percent. But it's like, because you know, normally when you go, you just go hang out with like the neighborhood kids that you kind of grow up knowing, distant cousins, mm-hmm. and then like your actual cousins, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like within the family, people get used to it's like you already come with a disclaimer of like i'm american like they already know that so they know that the bar with you is like on the floor you know what i'm saying like they know kind of (laughs) exactly exactly it's always like the thought of like having to socialize with people that weren't related to us didn't know us and it kind of like having to hold your own within that space me and Lottie were like, ah, fuck, 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 shit, 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 this is not going to be good. But honestly, it turned out to be 10 out of 10 experience, mm. both times somewhat. I mean, it's, that's like, it's a whole other thing. But the good thing with those is like, it, that was like the first time we were in that setting where it was like, literally like sink or swim. You know what I mean? Like, there's no one here to like, someone in your family to like explain or your mom to like try to translate for you that thing that you couldn't get across. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, so like you survived, so that was like. like- exactly exactly you know what i mean and it's like not only did we survive baby we thrived okay we made so many friends (laughs) and the good thing though with moroccans in general is like so morocco is one of those countries where almost everybody has family that lives abroad like that's Mm -hmm. just how it is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's like everybody has relatives or knows of people that are like us you know kids that like grew up Mm -hmm in another country but then you would just come back to morocco so it's not like we were some like oh my god alien wow it's like yeah because we were from america and everybody's more used to like the european kids so it's like in that sense it was like oh tell us more but it it was like i don't know like they were used to us in a way so that kind of also made it easier to just kind of be yourself Mm -hmm. you know and also because they don't know you and they don't know that people are constantly like oh did you understand or oh this or oh but uh you know blah 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 whatever with the language so it's just kind of like it because it was like a blank slate mm-hmm. you could kind of literally do whatever you wanted and sound however you wanted and then all the girls just went with it you know because yeah. we were all like kids so it was like yeah that's awesome man it's not that serious you know yeah that's awesome because it's like w- wait they know that you know we might mm-hmm. not understand like fully like the full language mm-hmm. but we can definitely communicate and we like you said you thrive which is amazing man Exactly. But then the problem is like when you'd go back to the family and then it was just kind of like, Oh, you guys made friends. That's so cute. Oh, and they understood you? Oh, how sweet. <laughs> and you're just like, man, fuck so you guys, bro. I, I hate this family. <laughs> but um to be honest, it's always kind of like been a thing like throughout my life where it's like, you know, again, I feel like everybody else can relate, where it's like you think you you're one way with the language but then you're really another and so one of my goals ever since I was a kid honestly was always to just go to Morocco like spend a semester there and just do like an Arabic course Mm. but specifically Fusha so um which is like modern standard Arabic um a lot of people go to Morocco to learn Arabic and so I was like I, I was like I know they have like a lot of programs there and for me like the goal was twofold one was to work on my my grammar and just to be able to read and write better or as good as I do in English, Mm -hmm. or at least better than what I did before. Mm -hmm. But then also, the second part of the goal was to basically just to be able to take care of myself in Morocco. You know what I mean? Like, do what I had to do on my own, travel from city to city by myself. Basically, like, me take care of me instead of having to rely on, like, oh, I need my cousin to take me here. Yeah. Yeah. Or, oh, is if one of my aunts isn't free, oh, I can't go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, I didn't want to have that, like, leash. Yeah. Or that that barrier between me and, like, my country. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you wanted to just, like, roam around freely, become mobile whenever exactly. you to become independent. Too. Exactly. 
Exactly. And like learn more too about like, you know, like different things within the culture, country and see different things that it's like, I, this interests me, but I know nobody else gives a shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that was always like a goal that I had in the back of my head. And, um, I wanted to do it first semester of freshman year of college. My mom said, no, I said, okay, came back to America. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, so last year I finally like fulfilled that like childhood dream. Congratulations. And so I moved to Morocco and, um, yeah, I found, like, an Arabic program. Well, I went, it was a whole mess before I finally found one that I, I like, really, like, I was like, this is it, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, even, like, when I first went there, I didn't really want to tell my family, like, oh, I'm here to do, like, an Arabic class, you know? Because mm-hmm. it was, like, that thing of, like, first of all, Moroccans are just annoying sometimes where they're just like, well, I could have just taught you for free or you could have paid me and I could have... And it's just like, can you guys stop talking so much for just like two minutes, bro? Just like, let me live. Like, I don't need commentary on everything I tell you. I don't want to teach you Arabic. Yeah. And it was like, part of that too is like, I just didn't want that pressure of other people knowing what I was up to because then again it's going to be like okay yalla so what'd you learn mm-hmm. tell us what you you know did you do you know this and this and yeah. this it's like I kind of just wanted to like take it at my own pace yeah, it's like your thing exactly so alhamdulillah like I, I I was able to do that and the thing that I that was like so surprising to me also okay let me preface this by saying one of my concerns or one of my worries with doing this the course because I was like damn like of course it's gonna be like all Moroccans teaching I was like, man, like, what if I'm, like, the only Moroccan kid there, and then everyone is just kind of like, well, why are you here, and it's going to be a bunch of foreigners, like, white people, and then it's just me, and then they're going to be like, oh, this dumb bitch can't even speak her own language, you know, like, just all all the things, just all the things popped into my head, and I was like, bro, like, I'm old, like, I, this is going to be, like, a life skill I'm going to carry with me the rest of my existence. This is something I really want to do, so of course I'm going to do it. And I'm like, if I look stupid, I look stupid. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have to learn one way or another. Like, this isn't one of those things that I could teach myself necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I wouldn't be able to answer the questions I had. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm doing the class. It is what it is. And we're going to come out smarter, That's inshallah. Awesome. That's the goal. <laughs> and so I remember um, my first day at this program... I was, like, going in to, like, walk into the building and, like, take the placement test or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guard that was sitting outside the door, he was, like, Salam alaikum. I was, like, alaikum salam. And he was, like, what are you here for? <laughs> he was, like, oh, are you one of the teachers? And I was, like, yes. no, I'm a student. No, no, no. Yes. <laughs> and he just, like, looked at me and he started laughing. He just, like, opened the door and he was, like, okay. He was, like, well, welcome. Come on in. And I was, like, thank you. Because I honestly, I was expecting that. And the mm. fact that it literally happened at the freaking yeah. door, I was, like, I'm not even surprised. Yeah. But what did surprise me was, like, his reaction. Like, I didn't get those, like, nosy questions of, like, oh, you don't you don't know this or whatever. Mm. It was just more, like, all right, shit, come on in. Yeah, you know? Yeah, you got to do it. And so that girl and that honestly just made me feel like a lot more relaxed Mm -hmm. and then even when I was taking the test because there was like the written part of the test which you know whatever and then there's like the oral part after just so they could kind of see can you speak and understand and whatever and of course it was like kind of like Mm nerve-wracking because it's like you gotta like talk in front of people and they gotta know you talk stupid and then you're like ah and it was like all of that Mm But um, I remember the ladies were so... Because, of course, like, if I didn't know something in Fusha, I would just, like, supplement Darija in there. And then... Um, so it was like, they're like, okay, like, you know, we know you can speak in everything. It's just you're just choosing the wrong words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> we have something to work with. And so the thing that I found with this program that was just so beautiful to me, and also just, like, living in Morocco at that time, and, like, doing a lot of things on my own, and, like, with the friends I made and stuff, it was like... It was like, when there's... 
when there wasn't that pressure on me of like this person knows me and this is if I fuck up yeah. like it's just gonna add on to how they already see me like that pressure didn't exist mm -hmm. so I found myself like super super like like relaxed in the way that I was talking and because I was like so relaxed it was like my brain wasn't you know malfunctioning on me and I wasn't you know blanking on words or saying things um, incorrectly or stuttering or anything and it was just so nice and so freeing Isra, just to be able to like effectively communicate mm -hmm. and like express myself and people just being like oh yeah a thousand like I me and you right here yeah. I understand <laughs> and it was just so nice and it was like I think having that, because I already, like, it's like, I already, like, objectively, I don't give a shit what my family has to say about me. I really don't, you know? Yeah. But it's like, there always stays that, like, part of you where it's like, but I don't want to look dumb. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it, that's kind of like, of course, like, the ego talking. Because no one wants to feel like that. Or you don't want people to think that you're less than or not as capable. Yeah as what you know yourself to be, so I think is what it is, you know? That's so true. And so, yeah, doing the program honestly was just so great because I felt like it really was like that last thing I needed to just be like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm literally going to talk the way I talk. I'm going to make all the jokes that I've always wanted to make. Um, whether or not you're like impressed or you think I, I speak this way because of someone else and not because I'm capable of like coming up with these own thoughts and sentences on my own. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it was just like that final push that I needed to just literally just <laughs> run my mouth in Arabic the way I do in English. <laughs> I was like, how do I end this? <laughs> but I, at the end of the day though, I think, because language to me is like, it's so beautiful and it's so freeing, but at the same time, it can be like very restricting and like really hold you back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was like, I've always only felt free in my language when, I was talking to kids that are like me or like my friends that, you know, like with us, it's like half Derija, half English, maybe some other languages thrown in, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like I'll talk in my dialect and somebody else is talking in their dialect and we kind of understand that it's like, yeah, we're going to mess up. But at the same time, this is how we want to practice and this is how we exist where it's like between all these things. And so it's like, of course, like our mind is just going to run in this you know, like messy kind of way. And sometimes things sound a little funny. Sometimes you're going to add a I ing or ed to the yes. end of a word yeah, that isn't in English, yep. but it is what it mm -hmm. is. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like now I've like, I don't know, I've gotten to a point where it's like, I'm still trying to improve my language skills for me more than anybody else. And it's like more so not even for me to be able to communicate with my family better or anything, but for me to be able to like experience and understand things that I feel like have always been like, out of my reach because I didn't know the language yeah. because my reading or writing skills weren't all the way to mm -hmm. there you know what I'm saying so when you took that so I think at the class, end of the day you were like mm -hmm. I get you now girl let me tell you so case, our final project girl oh my god at the final pro so our final project was basically like you had to do a presentation mm -hmm. on on something I forgot anyway so I did a presentation on like basically my first trip to Morocco right and of course I did this like last minute. So it's like, because technically you're just supposed to be like speaking, but I wrote it and I was like, I'm gonna just read from my paper because I'm just doing this class for fun. I don't actually need school credit. Mm -hmm. And so, but the thing is, it's not like, when I tell you, when I first went to write, cause at first I was like, let me write out in English what I want. 
I was like, I don't think I can, you know, come up with like the Arabic that I need um, unless I have the English to reference. But then like once I started writing the Arabic, bitch, when I tell you that Ooh. that pen was flying across the page and I was just like, oh, my God, is this me writing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And it was like the thing is because, again, like I always knew how to read and write, mm. but it was like I found myself being able to write in Arabic with the same voice that I can write in English Mm -hmm. with you know what I mean and that's what was so exciting to me because I felt like I got to like a a place in my skill set where I was like oh shit like I I feel like I'm bridging the two baraas together you know and it was such a beautiful feeling bro I was like god damn man education (laughs) is something else man (laughs) thank god for education yeah but that's that's basically my uh yeah my my story yo man Seriously, like, I had the same experience when, like, I come to Egypt. I'm always mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to express myself. I don't know what to do. Speaking, I mean, everybody <laughs> here speaks English. Almost everyone here speaks English. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a little bit easier. But, like, at the same time, I kind of want to, like, like, they joke around, like, a different way. So I'm like, how do I yeah. get to their level of, like, <laughs> joking around, you know, <laughs> speaking Arabic? Yeah. So I get you, man. That's such, like... That's such an interesting topic for you to, like, touch on. Because nobody ever thinks of it like that. Nobody ever is like, oh, you know, I speak two languages, but one language, I don't know how to express myself. And then the other language, Mm -hmm. I do. And you're like, and to me, it's mostly, like you said, it's like the fear of looking like a fool. Like, I'd rather, you know, just switch the language and speak the language I'm comfortable with rather than, um, you know rather than um you know you know what i'm trying to say i, I get you i get you yeah it doesn't so and it's interesting because like in the like now there's more people in morocco that speak english mm-hmm. right but back when we first started going and of course like just always you had french and spanish that were mm-hmm. like the most widely spoken um foreign languages in morocco you know and so when we were younger going to morocco it was like definitely I mean, now, because they understand English, like, if I get stuck, I'll just say something to my cousins, and they all, like, understand. But it was, like, back then, it was very much, like, you really had to, like, work at it. And then it's, like, when you'd have people, like, talking to you some type of way, or, like, your parents being, like, oh, it's this and this and whatever, like, making you feel dumb. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, wow, I guess I really have no way to communicate with any of these people, except unless it's through my parents translating for me, you know? But, yeah. So I guess you have to come to Morocco and use your Arabic again. Girl, guess, take me back. I mean, what else? What else <laughs> what is there else for is me there to, to do, do? You know, and I think that's also the thing too. It's because I always knew from like a very young age where it was like, I remember being like young and like looking at my mom's like letters from her pen pals or like just things that you know were written in the family and being like, wow, I can't wait till I get to a point that I can just read this fluently. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so that's something that's always been like on my mind and something that I always wanted to work on and work at. And, um, but girl, they have not made it easy, (laughs) man, but you know, alhamdulillah, we're, we're getting there. It's like, I think it's, yeah, just that thing of knowing what it is that you want for yourself in your future. Yeah, that's true. And then just trying to, to stay that course, no matter how people make you feel. I feel like always, Mm -hmm. like always wanting to improve whatever you already know, your skill set or like constantly being like, okay, I don't know this. I know I can improve on this. That's what like really ticks with me at least I'm mm-hmm. like oh I can always be like a better version of myself so like why not learn this or that you know exactly exactly okay well yeah. now my favorite part is tell God. me 
tell me a piece of advice that you learned and it could be it could deal with like languages it could deal with whatever you want but i i love tell me a piece of advice okay so let me see I feel okay this this is not really advice. Well, okay. I don't know. Well, take take it as you may. Take it okay. as you may. This is something I think I read on Twitter like a long time ago. Um I'm just paraphrasing because I can't remember exactly how it went, but basically it was along the lines of this this person was writing they were like, "Oh, do you remember this one thing that someone in your eighth grade class said at this one day? And the answer obviously is no, you don't remember. So it was like, well, well then that means they don't fucking remember that thing that you, yeah. that keeps you up at night That's all the true. time. You know what I mean? So and it was just like, just to read it so plainly written like that, because of course, like you're the main character in your life. You know what I mean? So it's like, of course, when you think about other people, you're like, I'm on the forefront of your mind at all times. Like, how could I not be, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It was just, it was nice reading it put like that where it's like it really is that simple where the same way that you don't remember this shit like somebody else is not gonna remember that's true you know what i mean the thing that you're like why did i say that or why did i say it like that mm-hmm. or you know i like that i don't know so that's something i always think that's about actually something to reflect on i really i like that thanks yeah. for that um girl so i'm just a wealth of uh, wisdom <laughs> <laughs> or what is it no not wealth of wisdom what is it fountain of no whatever what are you trying to say i was trying to say like i'm like a source of wisdom okay, and i said okay. i'm just a wealth of wisdom but i don't know if that's the we'll way it's phrased it. we'll i don't it. think it is it's, it's listen guys language problems okay this is what i was talking about exactly <laughs> don't, judge I mean. <laughs> don't judge me real life example <laughs> that's too yeah. funny man. well i'm so glad we got to sit down and talk to you and figure out you know yeah. what's going on in that brain of yours I really, really <laughs> too much. <laughs> no, honestly, like I really enjoyed sitting and talking to you, man. It was like phenomenal. So. Girl, well, I had fun. Like this went a lot better than I thought it would in my head. Okay, so See, that's really good. You should, you should be yeah, like you should be featured on more podcasts. I know, right? I just listen. People are jealous. What can I say? <laughs> Watch all your listeners be like, "Yo, who is this girl? She just like she is so far up her own butt. It's not even funny." <laughs> no, dude, I'm. I'm but I'm, yeah, I'm glad that I that I reached out to you. So. I'm glad you did too. Yeah. Guys, Sarah has been working on this show for a long time, like behind the scenes, trying to pull it together and bring it to life. And to see it finally like on the air, on Ooh. Apple Podcasts and everything, subscribe, five stars, <laughs> nice rating or nice review. It's like, it's, well, it's such a beautiful thing. And Michelle, I'm very excited. Thank I'm very you. proud of you. And I'm very excited to see the rest of the episodes that come out Thank and what everybody else says. Thank you. Honestly, that yeah. means a lot. I just wish that people like benefit from it and like actually like take it as like, you know, kind of like a, mm-hmm. as their own journey and like they listen to the stories and they're like yeah you know I I, I feel the same way but I'm also gonna maybe take an Arabic class because now I'm like okay maybe I should take an Arabic class girl and honestly can I tell you like it, it really was such a game changer and of course like there ended up being other Moroccan kids from other countries that yeah literally same boat as exactly. me you're not the only and it was just it was just so beautiful to be in an environment where everyone was like ready and willing to learn and the teacher that I had like she was so great like I remember in the beginning like I really was so nervous to because she was she was really trying to encourage us to just like speak you know what I mean and speak in Arabic Mm -hmm. and it was like I would do more of like English you know a little bit of Arabic here and there Mm -hmm. but then towards the end like I really found myself like 
completely abandoning English and being like, no, I'm gonna like that's try awesome. to get the message across like a hundred percent. That's the you level. know, in that's the level I want to yeah. be. At. Like that's the level. It was so fun. Where I'm like, honestly, well, like, girl, I ten out of ten, like, do it. Okay. I wish I could have stayed longer, but I had to come back because I got this other thing. Anyway, but <laughs> that's a terrible sentence. I had to leave the country. Okay. I had other shit to do. <laughs> positive <laughs> i'm making it worse i had oh to leave God, i just got this residency on? program okay. so i came i was like it's too good of an opportunity to to pass up so i came back to america okay, good, good. that's it god <laughs> i was like what did you get yourself into um international trouble no <laughs> well i'm glad that you joined us and thanks for everyone who's listening thanks for joining today's podcast i hope you thanks, benefited guys. and i hope you also take some kind of language class whether it be arabic or any other language um so yeah so have a great day guys take care bye bye bye